I have a big collection of um, antique handmade fabrics. And so I I look to them for inspiration too. And I just, I love fabric. Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Make and Decorate, episode 26. So a lot has happened around the world since our last uh, episode here, and not all good things. Um, It was really sad what happened over Easter weekend with the um, terrorist attack on the church in Sri Lanka, and um, and also the fire at Notre Dame. Um, That was heartbreaking, but... I'm just relieved to hear that much of the structure and interior was saved. That gorgeous, beautiful um, rosette window is intact um, and being protected. So, um, I mean, that is, I mean, not only a national treasure for Paris and um, France, but I feel like it's, you know, the world's, you know, treasure because it's 850 years old, and it took 200 years to build without any of the conveniences of modern day technology, electricity, and that sort of thing. I mean, this is like pure manual labor. And talk about artisans and makers and crafters. I mean, every part of that cathedral was made by, you know, uh, just proficient artisans and crafters in their area of expertise, like the just, just the carvings and the the structure, the engineering, um, and the stained glass parts. I mean, that stained glass can't even be done today. It's ridiculous. It's just a um, just mind blowing to know that certain arts have faded from the world. And that's why that's why I do this podcast. And that's why I'm just so inspired by makers of all different types of crafts and arts. I love it all. I appreciate it all. And I just want to learn as much as I can while I'm on this earth. So um, yeah, there's that. And also, last Thursday, we lost a major quilt legend, Gwen Marston. And for those of you who may not know who Gwen Marston is, she is one of the most influential quilters of our day, I believe. Um, She just uh, was one of those um, people who crossed over generations. And um, modern quilters love her. Uh, traditional quilters love her. I mean, everyone loves her. She is, was just a gem in our world. And um, so uh, it was just, I was really upset to hear that. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess she got really ill in the last year. And um, oh, I don't know what to say. I just, you know what? I, what I'm going to do is... Um, I'm going to read just a little part of what Quilt Folk posted on their Facebook group. 
Um, so you can go over there. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but they um, they just worded this just so perfectly. So I'm I'm just going to read this little clip. It says Gwen Marston was a free spirit with a strong sense of purpose. She persuaded multiple generations of quilters to let go of patterns and formulas and start improvising. There was an impish joy in Marston who named her very first quilt Decent Top and then went on to write more than 30 quilting books. So there's a bunch more on here. I I really think you should go take a look. It's on Facebook and it's the Quilt Folk um, page. Quilt Folk is um, a, a quilting publication magazine. Um, really gorgeous and beautiful. Uh, and um, go check that out if you want to read the entire um, thing. It's almost like a little mini article. And also... Um, there's a video on YouTube, if you haven't already watched this, because 17,000 of us have watched this since it got posted last week. And it's by The Quilt Show. And The Quilt Show, I believe, is um, a subscription um, purchase show on um, uh, thequiltshow.com. And it's with Alex Anderson and Ricky Timms. So they published this episode with Gwen Marston and anybody can watch it on YouTube. It's about an hour long. And they also they they had two guests on the show that day. So we get kind of like a little bonus with Mickey Lawler. So um, it was a really good episode and uh, really showed you who Gwen Marston was. And um, she showed a single binding um, technique versus a double fold. And um, it's a really good watch. So um, take a look at that. The Quilt Show number 1035 on YouTube. All right. So let's get into my updates for this week. Um, oh, I just have to pause for a second. I don't think you guys are going to hear this because I have a pretty decent quality microphone, but hopefully you won't be able to hear But <laughs> Someone is practicing their tuba. <laughs> I don't know. And so I just keep hearing this like tuba music going on in the background here and it's making me laugh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, let's get it together, Stephanie. All right. Whew. All right. So I finished my baby quilt that I was working on um, with the Allison Glass uh, fabrics and I published a YouTube video on my channel. Um, I did one a video on machine quilting and um, specifically the serpentine stitch. So take a look at that and I did another video but it's not posted yet. In fact I had to take a break from editing um, YouTube videos for a little bit because um, and I did a video on the binding of this baby quilt, but it's um, only half edited right now. I got, well, I had a t um, tennis elbow or tendonitis a couple of years ago, just in my elbow part, and um, kind of went through several months of healing that, and that's been okay. Well, that came back, and then all of a sudden, the pain continued up my arm to almost my shoulder. It's pretty painful. Uh, so more tendonitis. And uh, I think what really brought this on was that I had been doing like um, 
hours upon hours in a row of editing videos, compounded with very poor um, ergonomic posture and setting. So I just, you know, I just, I won't go into the boring details, but basically I injured myself and I'm trying to heal and, but the one thing that um, came out of this is that I learned that a lot of people that do a lot of computer work, um, like even uh, for those of you who design quilt patterns or do graphic design, film editing, all of that kind of stuff that requires a lot of time on the computer and then with your hand wrapped around a mouse um, is not the best thing. So um, I par- apparently the computer mouse is something that really design-wise has, and technology-wise, well, design-wise at least, has not changed since it was introduced, like, I don't know, 40 years ago. And so um, it's really not the best ergonomic solution if you have to spend a lot of time on the computer. So what I found out was that um, a better... Um, ergonomic solution and puts a you know a lot less stress on your wrist and arm muscles is a tablet with a, a pen. So um, I got one of those that I think it's called Wacom W A C O M Wacom tablet with the pen, and that acts um, it replaces like your mouse and you actually are just kind of like doing you know, um, like writing with a pen, um, and you tap on the tablet for clicking on things and you can drag it across, um, without gripping onto a mouse and and clicking buttons and so forth. So, um, it's a, it's definitely a learning curve, but it's quite interesting. And already I can see that it's um, a lot less stress on my arm. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to working on that. And since I do plan on doing some pattern design, um, I'm just kind of even that much ahead. All right, let's get to my conversation with my guest today on the show, Kristen Nicholas. Kristen is a multi-talented artist. Uh, She lives in Massachusetts on uh, her farm with her husband and daughter, uh, and it's called Leiden Glen Farm. It is the most beautiful farm and landscape. Uh, They have these beautiful little lambs that grow up into sheep which uh, she describes to me because I didn't know, you know, I thought they were the same thing, but I didn't know exactly what the difference was. But anyway, Kristen is formally educated in uh, textiles and clothing with a minor in art. She has a master's degree. And then she went on to be creative director at Classic Elite Yarns. She has written many books, 12 books, um, knitting patterns, embroidery patterns, 
Um, she has made multiple television appearances. She has been on the Martha Stewart show, uh, PBS knitting shows. She has um, taught classes. She has done a cre- uh, craftsy class. That's how I found her um, on cruel embroidery. Um, she has um, she has some knitting classes up on Creative Bug. Uh, she's got a YouTube channel. I mean, she is in it. She is a true Renaissance artist of our day and is just so talented. I just like to soak up every ounce of her <laughs> artistry, creativity. She's a sir, a potter, um, a pottery artist. Uh, and I mean, uh, she's painted furniture and painted uh, wallpaper designs on her walls. So let's get into this conversation with Kristen. Okay, today I have Kristen Nicholas on uh, from, well, Kristen, your company is your name, Kristen Nicholas Designs, right? Yes, that's correct. Hello, Kristen. Hi, Stephanie. Oh, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I, I am so honored and thrilled that you're here. And um, I kind of, I mean, I don't want, this is definitely not blowing smoke or anything, but you are kind of on a level of Martha Stewart to me. So, and you've been on her show. <laughs> yeah, I was a long, long time ago. <laughs> but I've only discovered you like maybe three years ago, maybe. Because okay. I think because you spent the um, the uh, earlier part of your career in the knitting business, and I don't knit. I've tried it, but um, I, I, I sew and quilt and um, mm-hmm. do hand embroidery now. And so uh-huh. that's how I discovered you. I discovered you on um, a craftsy class that I bought. And oh, the, the cruel embroidery class. Yes, the cruel okay. embroidery. I love that class. I still like play it. Um, every now and then when I kind of want to refresh on some stitches and ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I love that I have that class forever. Um, yeah, because I do refer to it. It's kind of like, you know, a, a reference video for me. But yeah. um, so so yeah, that's how I discovered you. And, and I'm so glad that I did. Um, and you introduced me to cruel wool yarn. And I love it. I yeah. love that yarn. It is amazing the fluffiness and like you said in your class the forgiveness but anyway before I get into that I want to talk about your creative tendencies like the the very first that you've ever like you know known that you're creative and you must have it in your life and you know how you moved from there to the path that you know you've been on your whole life in your creative career Oh, okay. So, um, um, I'm, I'm the first of five daughters and, um, my, yeah, I grew up in the sixties. So, you know, it was back when you could sew things and they were cheaper. Uh And then, um, you know, as time went on, it became more expensive to sew. Mm -hmm. So I, I learned to, uh, first thing I think I learned to do was embroider, um, you know, with these little kits, that they had back then. And my grandmother was a really big part of our lives because she lived in the same town and she helped take care of us. So um, she was a quilter, uh, embroiderer, sewer. She did everything, crocheter. She was a big crocheter. So uh, between her and my mom, they taught me how to, you know, do do the beginning things. 
And I was always just really interested in handmade things. My grandma's house was um, filled with things that she had made or her mom had made. And they were from Germany. So um, my great-grandmother did a lot of tatting. So there were all these tatted things around and these gorgeous afghans. And I just, uh, you know, I just became taken with handmade things and wanted to learn to do it. And so that's, you know, I got the bug when I was really little. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I, I kind of did too, because my grandmother crocheted and she taught me uh-huh. and I, uh-huh. I did that, you know, as a kid and I kind of returned back to it here and there. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's something that when you're little, I think, um, and you have exposure to that, it always stays with you. I just, for me, it does. So yeah, that's yeah. great. So it really, you know, being around all that creativity kind of planted that seed and that kind of, you know, wanting to learn more and more. Because then you went on to you, your college and master's were in the the art world, correct? Yeah. So, um, so when um, my mom started a 4-H group for so that my sisters and I would have something to do, basically. And so we, we had this 4-H group with all our friends, and we were called the Tasty Basters because that would encompass basting and tasting. <laughs> <laughs> so we did sewing and cooking and all kinds oh, of cool. things. And so I would make things for the – it was called the 4-H fair, you know, and I'd spend my summer making things to enter in the fair. And um, then when it came time – for college, I just, I wanted to learn more and more and more. So I studied textiles and clothing. And I got a a degree in that from University of Delaware. And then I got a master's degree in textiles and clothing from Colorado State University. Okay. And, um, you know, so that was, that was a lot of flat pattern and draping. And then it was also textile science and, you know, just how everything works in textiles. And, um, but then I also, I minored in art so that I would be able to do fiber arts. Oh, wow. And I really loved that. But I did not think that um, an art degree would get me very far. So uh-huh. I thought the textile and clothing degree would be a little bit more, um, you know, saleable when I went out into the working world. Sure, yeah. So after um, school, I actually worked for a shirt company called Botany Shirt Company in New York City in the Empire State Building. <gasps> oh, cool. Yeah. And that, so I would commute. I lived with my mom and dad um, here in New Jersey, where I'm staying right now, taking care of my mom's dog. Uh-huh. And um, so I would commute from here to the Empire State Building and back home every night. And, <laughs> you know, it, it was it was, you know, it was a beginning entry job and it was fine. And then um, I had become really interested in uh, weaving and wool and spinning when I was in, I guess, college. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was always interested in how things start, you know, mm-hmm. the, the beginning of things. So um, I, I uh, you know, I, <laughs> let's see, I got into that and um, I found out that there was a hand knitting, hand knitting world and it was back in the 80s when I don't know if anybody remembers this but Perry Ellis was huge and he designed these handmade they were hand knit sweaters and they would be like 600 bucks oh wow and back you know back then that was like three thousand dollars probably now sure so hand knitting became really popular because everybody wanted to have that look but they could make it so much cheaper 
yarn was a lot cheaper. Was so, that the sweater with all the, the stripes in it? The, the uh, or am I thinking of some, somebody else? Because in the eight, I was like, I, I was a kid and teenager in the 80s, so I remember yeah. those kind of sweaters, but maybe yep. not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. He did a whole bunch of them. He, okay. He did. They were like sort of big, oversized shapes, and I, yeah. I he did cables, and mm-hmm. he probably did stripes. He did argyles. Um, but um, so I, I discovered that there was this little niche industry, uh-huh. and I sent my resume around, and I, you know, through a series of events, I ended up getting this job with this yarn company called Class uh, Elite Specialty Yarns, it was called, and it was in Lowell. And my husband and I were just getting married, so we moved to Eastern Mass, and I took that job. Okay. And and so that's I just sort of fell into it basically, mm-hmm. and I had that long career for oh let's see sixteen years I did that job. So right. you did a lot with that job because um, I I read uh, and I just went to the Classic Elite Yarn website and realized that they have just closed last year. Yes, they um, just closed after yeah. a long time. But yeah. um, but you had a really nice um, time there, creative director and vice president. And it, you said that I read your note like after they had closed, and you talked yep. a little bit about your history of working there. Mm-hmm. And it really sounded like just a wonderful place to like really develop your your ta- oh, totally. your talent and totally. your skills yeah. and yeah. everything. So. Well, the cool thing was it was really small. So I think when I started there, there were maybe like, I think there were five of us in the office. And then it got, you know, as I helped it grow, it got bigger and bigger. And um, I was able to grow with the job. And I learned so much because it was before, when I started, it was before um, desktop publishing. Mm, So everything was done with typesetting. I was you know, I was in charge of all the patterns and all the ads. So we had to have our typeset. I was running all over the place, finding typesetters and, you know, looking at letting and kerning. And um, then um, I got introduced to uh, desktop publishing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the very beginning of desktop publishing, none of the typesetters thought it would work. Oh. They, they, they just didn't believe it was going to change the world. But it did. And luckily I got in early and... Um, I learned all these computer programs that, man, I still use them today. Adobe Illustrator. Uh-huh. I used to use something called PageMaker and Quark Express. And oh, PageMaker. PageMaker, remember that? Uh, in, in college. That, I, yeah. that was one of my classes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And now it's Adobe InDesign is, you know, that's taken over the world. Oh, so. okay, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yep. So, yeah, and that was in, so the yarn and then you... You did a lot of knitting and crochet and made patterns. And and then um, then you started, because you have a lot of books, too. You're an author. You're a published author. Yep. And uh, did, was knitting, like, one of your first books that you published? So the way I got into writing books, um, uh, you know, I was in charge of all the um, – the hand knitting collections, you know, putting together the photo shoots and uh, doing a lot of the designs and hiring designers. And, um, so we developed, you know, we had a good reputation and we had beautiful photography. So a publisher came to us and said, could we take some of your designs and put them into a book? And I thought that sounded like a great idea. And the funny thing was back then there were no knitting books. One knitting book would come out a year. One. It would, well, maybe one or two 
per per season. So, you know, uh-huh. it was just not possible. It didn't happen. So we did this book and I, I acted as the author. I put it all together, coordinated it all, you know, <laughs> basically collected all the things and, you know, got them into a publishable, publishable format. And it was um, with Lark Communication, uh, Lark, Lark Books. I don't even know if they're around anymore. And um, so when it came out, it was great for our company because we got, you know, great publicity and it was really, it was a very good seller because there were no other knitting books out there. Right. And um, so, so that's how I wrote my first book. And then I uh, did another one for them. And then, um, oh, geez, then I, let's see. Uh, oh, I was involved in this book called Knitting in America, which also became a pretty big book. It was written by Melanie Fallick. And I was one of the chapters. Okay. And, and um, so I didn't write that book. I was just in that mm-hmm. book. And that that was very popular. And then um, Melanie and I became friendly. And I she wanted to do this book called Kids Knitting. And she asked me to illustrate it. So I illustrated it and did a couple of the projects. And, um, you know, and it's just gone on and on. You know, I've done wow. a lot of book illustrations and I think I've done 12 books now yeah yeah I think that's what you said in your google (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. um and uh I have I think three of your books which are more geared towards the stitching the um I have your stitching book which is the hand embroidery Mm -hmm. and then there's um and I'm an interior designer so I like your decorating books yep and uh so you have uh, one before this last one um, now this is when, like, I, w- I've been on your mailing list and, oh, you uh, have been. Okay. Yes. Great. Because, okay. So your first books I got, you know, I didn't know to go to your website. So I right. went to Amazon yeah. and then I, then I went, I found your website because then I ordered the cruel yarn from you. Right. Yeah. And then I got on your mail list and I have to tell, like, especially I want my listeners to know that your newsletter um, list is really a, a good one. Like they should, you know how, cause there's a, there are a millions of newsletters out there and, um, I sign up for a lot of them, but there's like really like this handful that I just look forward to when I see it hit my inbox, I am reading it and yours Aww. is one of them and Thank you. I love it. I, so on, in your newsletter, you were, you were announcing the release of this crafting a pattern home book uh-huh. and I got right onto that pre-sale list. Um, I'm so, uh-huh. I'm so glad I did too, because man, as soon as it, it was out, like you, you sent it even sooner than I thought I was going to get it. Uh-huh. And you signed it. Yeah. I love it. And then also, listeners, when you order from Kristen, she sends all of these extra little goodies, these beautiful bookmarks and, a, you know, what do they call this? A book stamp page where from the uh, library of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, book plate. Book, book plate. plate. Yes. Yes. And then these gorgeous, beautiful postcards. Um, so of all of your stuff, you know, there's photos of your your beautiful farm and so I just love all those little extras you 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 put in there and it's just I love getting your packages so I just want everybody to know about it I'm going to put links uh, to everything of yours your website and um, especially because this book is not that old it just came out like yeah it's it's pretty recent yeah yeah it's very recent and um, 
So we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I just wanted to, okay. I wanted to highlight your newsletter. And um, anyway, so because you were talking about now, see, I lost my train of thought because I had to jump over there. <laughs> oh, publishing. Okay. <laughs> Yes, publishing, publishing your books, books. Books, books. Okay, so yeah, that's your that's your latest book. Okay, and then um, so then, yeah, you got a good foundation from that company on a lot of things, um, right? Yeah, I do- I totally did, and yeah. I've been able to, um, you know, I I guess what happened when I worked there was I became like the knitting queen, and I became really known for knitting, and that's what people you know, still know me for and think of me as, but I've always been really well-rounded as far as the techniques that I do, the things that I like to do. And, um, I've been trying to, basically the knitting world has gotten, it's changed and a lot. And that's one reason that elite went out of business. They, you know, everything has gone online and, um, you know, stores are having a hard time, keeping going and their business was wholesale to stores. So they made a decision to close Mm. and, um, and it's just very hard as a knitting designer to make it unless you are really into this thing called Ravelry and, you know, into these different groups and stuff. And I'm not, I'm just not Mm. interested, you know, I, I, I'm interested in so many other things. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be sucked into that and just, left there for the rest of my career I'm you know I do ceramics and you know I do Uh embroidery and I I do all these other things you know I do painting and and all these other creative things and I you know I just feel like I want to move on is basically it so Mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's what I've done with the last two books I've moved on oh yeah and I'm so glad you did because (laughs) (laughs) now you're in my realm of (laughs) and I love it but I I think though that I mean you're not the only one there's so many artists designers that um really just um you know they they go through the I don't know the periods of their creative careers and it evolves and they don't just stay in the one thing um so I mean I know that there was another artist I follow him to my all right this is a side note but my husband loves heavy metal music and okay and so but there's this artist in San Francisco Ben Venom and okay. he his art is making quilts and he he oh. has been shown in museums and uh-huh. But it's like this alternative, you know, he's he's in that heavy metal world, but he's also yeah. trained as a fine artist. Wow. So he does this beautiful applique of these designs and it's just gorgeous. He's he's made some quilts that were like ginormous, like, you know, uh-huh. huge. And then, you know, so he's, you know, developed a nice following. But I heard him in an interview and he's like, you know, right now this is my medium, but he may not always be doing that. I mean, he's, yeah, yeah. he's going to move on. It's good to switch it up. Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And the same for me, you know, like even with like interior design and you talk about change in the in the oh. in the world. That has changed drastically, too. And, um, you know, like, I just, um, I mean, I'm still involved in it. I freelance design two days a week for a high-end designer. But okay. I stopped. I, I kind of, like, scaled back my own business. I still have my business. But I've, I've now I've gone more towards the maker, the DIY maker 
mm-hmm. and um, quilting, you know, part. Uh-huh. So I'm uh-huh. like changed my business in that direction and I love it. Um, but yeah, it's just that it's with the, like you said, the internet has changed everything. And mm-hmm. if you don't, if these businesses that have been around forever do not like ch- change with it, then they're not going to last. And um, sometimes it's not for them. And some other businesses have found out a way. And I, I'll, I'll say like in the design world, a lot of showrooms have closed. A lot okay. of really nice, like these small, oh, I'm so upset when this one farmhouse company closed, they make this furniture hand like these craft handcrafted artisans would make it although it's super super expensive but uh-huh. you know they just couldn't you know deal with the the internet and people being able to buy everything on the internet so and and um but then there's a company Cravit they're big they've Yeah they're huge right Yeah yeah they're they're thriving and uh-huh. they've been around forever but they're doing it. They're like, you know, embracing all of the social media. They're on there and that's how they're, but they've totally had to change their, mm-hmm. their business, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Plan. Yeah. So, well, that's that. It, one thing changes, <laughs> change is constant, isn't it? It is. You, it really you is. Either, you have to but either go with time, it or not. Right. And at the same time, they're still not the same. So, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, <laughs> Oh, oh, I know, I know. So that's why I really gravitate towards um, smaller businesses. I love handmaids, and I there's there is this, you know, I don't know what they're they, they're calling it, like a maker movement, right. and I love it, and I want to support it so much, and I I love uh-huh. supporting small businesses, and that's why I even like in my earlier podcasts I put links to your website because I want people to go and support your business and you know, uh, support my business. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it's sort of like, um, it, what do they say? The rising tide lifts all boats, you know, you yes. have to keep helping everybody and, and spreading the word around about other people that are trying to do the same thing. Right. So, right. so yeah, but it, it, it's an interesting time, I think, Yeah. you know, yeah. it's a very cool time to be an independent designer because really, whatever I decide I want to do, I seriously can do it and put it out on the internet. And it's out like in a day. It's like nuts. Isn't that amazing? I know. <laughs> it really is. I love or, it. Let's see in an hour or in a minute. Right. On Instagram. Or, or, li- oh. or live. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or live. I haven't started doing that yet. I but, haven't, I haven't yeah. either. <laughs> I'll do an Instagram story, but I always record it ahead of time and then <laughs> make sure it's okay and put it out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't even figured out how to do Instagram stories. I know I have to, but I haven't done that yet. <laughs> but you have, a, you have a YouTube channel, so that's good. I have a YouTube channel. Um, haven't added very many videos lately, but there's some old ones that still, you know, are instructional. Yes. And, Sometimes yeah. I put pictures up of the sheep. Mm-hmm. Also, I have a sheep giving birth, and uh, the, the lamb races. That's an old one, an old one, but a goodie. And Ooh, um, yeah, let let's talk about that. You you live on this beautiful lamb farm. It's called Leiden Farm. Leiden Glen Farm. Oh, sorry, Leiden. Leiden. See, Leiden. I knew I was pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> that's all right. Leiden. It's yep. spelled L E Y D E N. Right. <laughs> Leiden. What farm? Leiden Glen Farm. Glen, uh, okay. A glen is is a body of water, and at the bottom of our hill, there's the Leiden Glen. So that's how oh. we name 
<laughs> that's how we named our farm. So cool. It's just, it's so bucolic. And just like when you dream of the perfect, just countryside farm, that's, I, I look at yours and that's it. You have the rolling hills. You have this like apple orchard that, you yep. know, used to be uh-huh. there. Your house is that beautiful white house with the white picket fence. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, it's all there. And then your animals, they are so beautiful. Yeah, I yeah, love, we have a I lot of lamb. Animals. Now you you call them lamb and sheep. I, I noticed on your videos and I'm like, what is the difference? <laughs> well, a, a sheep, um, a sheep is an adult. It's an adult, adult lamb. Oh, so okay. A, a okay. lamb grows into a sheep. So oh. so lambs are also sheep. But when they're when they're little, they're called lambs. Oh, and they are so adorable and precious i watched the video you know when it's it's shearing time for the lamb yeah 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 those guys have those ginormous scissors yep oh yeah it's just they're amazing, amazing. that's guys. kind of stuff fascinates me i just love it because i'm in urban chicago so oh you are i didn't yes. even know who you were okay <laughs> yeah. you're in urban chicago okay so yeah i'm yeah. living a total totally different you know thing because you are i know oh. yeah, and i have, i have chickens you know chickens and eggs and um we have we have two great Pyrenees. They're guard dogs. Uh-huh. They're big, white, giant, fluffy, fluffy dogs. <laughs> and um, then we have one border collie, and we have a lot of cats. So yes, we we have a lot of animals. A lot of your cats make it into your photo shoots. They're so cute. yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Cats are so photogenic. Yeah, they, and, uh, some of them are little hams. They like roll yeah. over and yeah. They give that and, little look. <laughs> yeah, and people love cats, so it's you know. It's, so yeah, it is just, and then you have your pottery, uh, my, my pottery studio, studio, yep. yes, uh-huh. and yeah. these gorgeous flowers everywhere, and I love fresh flowers. Uh-huh. So I loved hearing you talk about the sunflowers um, on the Google Talk, and a lot of that is in your design. So yeah. t- I think that it's fair to say that nature really inspires a lot of your artwork. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Nature. And then, um, I mean, I'd love to look at flowers and then draw them. I, I, I do more. It's, I guess some people call my stuff sort of folk art looking. I mean, it's, it's all textile related because that's what I've always worked in. Mm -hmm. So my drawings sort of look like textiles and, um, I have a big collection of, um, antique handmade fabrics. And so Mm -hmm. I look, I look to them for inspiration too. And I just, I love fabric, you know, it's, fabric and we have that in common i love yeah, fabric too yeah. oh I my just gosh love fabric. that one suzani <laughs> fabric you pulled oh, out God. <gasps> yeah, yeah i love suzani patterns yeah. anyway and that one i think you said it was from uzbekistan uzbekistan yes, yes. oh i couldn't yeah. i was just like oh my gosh where do you find this stuff <laughs> oh i go to flea markets i go to the um big brimfield flea market oh. i don't know if it's pretty famous. Yeah, you you know, on the East Coast has really good markets. Um, yeah, I don't know we, that we have the we have our one Kane County, which is is pretty good uh-huh. out here by us. It's it's a little farther south from me, um, uh-huh. but that's really like the only one. But I I just um, yeah I I hear about the the uh, East Coast huge flea markets, and I just drool sometimes when I see them on TV too. Oh yeah, yeah, people come from all over. I um, to go to Brimfield. There are people from Europe, people from Asia. And, um, so it's pretty fun. I, I try to get there at like seven in the morning yeah. and, and 
I'm usually done by 1130 and the crowds start coming. And right. so I do do it fast and furious. But oh, wow. But, but it's, so and I, it's, um, it's huge. It's a huge flea market. But it um, you can't do it all. Some people come right. and stay for a week. Whoa. So I, I just go for a day. <laughs> is it cl- I mean, is it in Massachusetts? Yes, it's in Brimfield, Mass, which is down by Sturbridge, and it's only about an hour and 10 minutes from my house. Oh, wow. So I'm really lucky where I yes. live. And three times a year, and I usually try to go three times a year. Nice. Okay, yeah, cool. Fun. See, now there's where you could take your camera with you or even just your phone and do a little YouTube vlog video. <laughs> so, oh, I guess so, I could, yeah. So I could, so I could shop with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe I could try that this time. I'd have to practice Just an a idea. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you would get a ton of watches. A lot of people would Yeah, like that's to a see good that. idea, Stephanie. Yes. Thank you. That. Okay. I would love to see it. That's awesome. Yeah, cuz I've often thought about having it like a meetup uh-huh. at um at Brimfield and then you know just I could show people my favorite booths and stuff oh. but I just have uh, I've never really gotten it together yeah e- email yeah. me people email me if you are interested in a meetup yeah <laughs> oh you know I mean on your newsletter though like um you you also uh make pottery you do ceramics yes, yes. and then you'll have like these events at your studio where people yep. can come and you have stuff for sale you'll make um you know, hand printed um, linens. And I'm like, Oh, I can't go. I'm in Chicago. <laughs> but you do, but you do sell on Etsy. So I guess right. oh, and I have purchased I, I purchased one of your towels this year for a Christmas gift. So I didn't even get to keep it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but oh, I loved giving it away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 It, um, yeah. So I have these things. Uh, usually I have one at, at the during the holidays. The first weekend in December, I open up the house, mm-hmm. and so it's all decorated. And then I, you know, I'm trying to basically inspire people to use something other than white in their house. And yes, people come; they drive from all over to come to it. And mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, I have a lot of Christmas gifts, things that I make, and then I have a couple friends that do it with me also. So it's it's super fun. You know, we have cookies and snacks, and um, then last. It was last year I opened my studio up in October, just my pottery studio, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so weird. You just put it out there and you don't know if anybody's going to come because, A, who is reading? You know, there's so much noise out there. Who's True. reading? And you just, you know, do I have to hire somebody to do the sales for me? You know, that's always my big question. All right. And, and, um, and then you just hope somebody comes, <laughs> you know, it's, it's. And how is the turnout? How was your turnout in October this year? Um, it was, I guess it was not this year, but the year before. Oh. I, I mean, I did okay. Good. It was funny. Sundays are always usually a little busier than Saturdays. Okay. I think people have stuff going on on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. But I usually, if I'm going to set it all up, I do it for two days. And um, yeah, I was totally happy. Good. I thought I was, I, I had to make more pottery to sell at Christmas time because I sold <laughs> so much in October. Oh, so, that is good. Yeah, yeah. Great. And right now, like I'm going to, my my year kind of goes, it goes around and around it. And about right now, once the weather gets better, which it's still pretty darn cold at our house, um, I'll start making more ceramics and start painting them and firing them and working up my inventory for Christmas. Oh, great. And did you, is that something you learned in your art school or? Does uh, it no, I never took clay. I never took clay in school. 
I um, took a night class in when I uh, was in Eastern Mass huh. at a just at a high school. It was a high school teacher, and that's I got really into it. And my husband bought me a wheel for Christmas, and then I bought myself a kiln, and um, I did it for a long time. I took I took quite a few years off because my daughter was little, and it just didn't fit. It's very messy. Yeah, it, you know, <laughs> ceramics is just like it's just you're playing with mud. So, um, but now I'm back into it and I really am having fun doing it again. It's just, I I, love it. I love the flower vases you make. Yep. Yeah. The flower vase. And I have an affinity for blue and white dishes. Like I love Delftware and you you made something that was blue and white, a picture or something. I don't remember. I just remember the pattern. It was so pretty. Yeah. You, you, it's, um, you know, the funny thing about Etsy is it sort of just all disappears. Yeah, right. If yes. I sell it and then it's like gone, I think you can look on sold items, mm-hmm. I think. But um, I, basically this year I just built myself a new website. Um, and it looks it just, great. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to be selling all my pottery on my website this year instead of Etsy. OK. Be, because uh, they they take quite a bit of commission and all sure. that kind of stuff. But yeah. Yes, they're welcome to it. But the bottom line is I pretty much drive all my traffic to my website myself. You so do. why am I, yeah. yeah why am I giving them money? Right. You and know? that's why you have your newsletter and right. you know, it brings me right to your website. So you might as well, yeah. you know, yeah. put your product on your website as well. Right. Yeah. For that's sure. what I'm going to do. Okay. I mean, I'll still keep the Etsy website because people buy the cruel wool through Etsy. They find me on Etsy. Uh, okay. So, so that's, you know, I'll keep yes. that there, but. And my books will be there, but um, the other stuff, I'm, I'm trying to drive my newsletter people to my website as yes. opposed to their website. Yeah, that's, so. I think that's smart. That's really good. And and thank you for adding a um, a new cruel wool listing of where you can get your top five favorites that you're run out of. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Yeah, I, and nobody's ordered it yet, but uh, you know, in time they will. Yeah. Oh, no? definitely, yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, you're, you have the cruel wool, um, is, is really great. And you've got these beautifully curated, um, packages of cruel wool, which I think thread for embroidery. And I love it because there's, you've got like these, um, my favorite one is that C, C and sea and tree. Sea and tree. Yeah. Yes. Cause I love cool colors and I love uh-huh. the, the purples and the blues and the, there's that, that one green in there I love. Oh, that green is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. but um, eventually I'm going to get them all because you have like a real vibrant, like a warm, warm um, tones of the reds, yellows, and oranges. Yep. And then um, you've got more of like just like that rainbow of all the colors. Yep. Um, and you still sell, which is great, the the one that goes with your class on Craftsy. So, yes, yes, Yeah, yes, really yes. good. That really has good. 24 colors in it. And then um, – you can order a pack of 40 colors, which is basically not the craftsy colors plus 16 more that are, you know, neutrals and mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah, things the neutrals. that I didn't use, right. you know, yeah. like some more purples and stuff that blues that I didn't use in the craftsy class. So Okay, right. Now, now craftsy is blueprint now. And yes. does, does your class still available for people to oh, yeah. purchase? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think. Or it's available can, for them at least to watch. And they can watch it. Okay, yes. good. It's, yeah. They can do it. I'm I'm a little confused with the whole craftsy blueprint thing and I but I know my class is still there. And and you No, know, it is confusing. And I I I'm at, I'm on the blueprint 
right now because I in January I did their little special where you got you know right. a month or so free. So I'm still kind of like trying it out right. uh, on the monthly. So and I've been watching a lot of things and um, yeah, the, it's hard to navigate. Um, oh, okay. I it. haven't even been on their website. It's terrible, but. I, yeah, I, it's not as easy and direct as the craftsy uh, one was. Oh, and, oh that's um, too bad. See, here's another thing that's changing because NBC bought <laughs> Blueprint and now right. it's like this NBC. big emporium and they commercialize it. And that's why uh-huh. I didn't really go on to Blueprint right away because I was like, no. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not going to yeah. do it. <laughs> I know. But, uh, but then they lured me in when they did that little special. I'm like, let me check it out. Right. But, uh, yeah. yeah, and there's still some good, good classes i mean i've took there's another embroidery on there that's it's really cool um but yeah it's i'm glad that i have my library of because they still have that craftsy website so if you have built a library of classes which i have uh-huh. it's there on the craftsy one so that's where okay. you, where's resides for me at least because i yep. bought it when it was still craftsy right um yeah so, but I agree. The blueprint part itself is just, it's hard to find stuff. You really have to like search for it. Yeah. And I'll probably get lost there. You know, it's just. Cause really it, they only highlight the new stuff. Um, oh, okay. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, it is what it is, but that's why like you're diversified. And um, I like that about, you're kind of like a mentor to me, actually. We, oh, you, you don't know oh. it, but. <laughs> I love well, the, it. Uh, I'm also on um, Creative Bugwex website. I teach five different um, knitting classes on a Creative Bug. I was like one of their very first teachers. Oh. And they actually came to my house and taped at my house. So there's oh, a class cool. on color and uh, uh, feral hat, um, embroidery on knits, and I can't quite remember them all. But, um, yes, yeah, so you can watch knitting classes with me on Creative okay. Bug. Yeah, I was on Creative Bug for a little while, um, but again, I didn't find you because I don't knit. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have to tell you that hexagon Afghan, yeah, makes me. That's crochet, but yes. it still makes me want to like go back and and try it out because it's similar to quilting. Because with the quilting hexagons that people yeah. sew together and, yep. and they make yep. a quilt, so and the colors you use in that are just they're so you know it's not like the crochet of years ago and where I feel like the colors were just not there there was just like you know I know that's was the colors of those days though like the dusty roses and oh right yeah, <laughs> the dusty yeah. blues and <laughs> yep 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 yeah but your colors yeah. are so vibrant I love them I'm making another one I actually have enough I started sewing another one together I, it's like it's a great crochet. Those hexagons are great in the wintertime because uh-huh. you can just sort of sit there at night and, you know, make a whole bunch, sew the ends in and then sew them all together. That's so, what's cool about it, because it's not like you're crocheting this this piece of, you know, for, well, whatever, the, the fibers or the blanket or afghan that keeps growing and growing and growing it's like right. you, you make all these little pieces and then you put them all together so right. it's it's transportable it's easy yeah it's also a great way to learn about color when you make all those little pieces and then sew them together and fool around with the the how you combine the colors together right right so really yeah that's great and then there's this one pillow you did too that's but that's knitted and it's in fact it's on uh-huh. the cover of your book i'm looking at it right now it's like the diamond um Show me the book so I can look the, and see what you 
crafting. Hold the, hold the book up. Um, oh, yeah, the knit pillow. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so that's um, a Fair Isle knitted pillow. And so it's you knit with two strands at once, and you actually knit it in a tube, and you cut it. You sew, you sew up the middle of these stitches, and you cut it so it becomes flat. And then you pick up around the edge of the of the square, and you make that mitered corner that's corners that go out. And then I put embroidery on the top of that. I don't know if you could tell. Yeah. So that it well, I, I didn't more. until you talked about it on your Google Talk. So I was uh-huh. like, what? Uh-huh. Oh, no wonder that really, because I see it now. Now yeah. that you've mentioned it, I see it. It's the pink embroidery. The pink, yep. Mm-hmm. But, it makes it pop, you know. And yeah. It, it's, yeah. So, and but, it's not hard to do. But this pillow, you've got like the, the, the knitted flange around. Yep. It, mm-hmm. Like this pillow would be hundreds and hundreds of dollars for someone to buy in the design yeah, world. In the design world, yeah. yeah. The design, it's funny because the design world, people are used to spending a lot of money. Yes. And then, you know, in the in the maker world, it's really hard to get money for your stuff. It it's, is. You, you know, know? I, I mean, I say said it before on my podcast, but like people think that designers live in these showcase homes and only some of them do. Only if you're already in that you know, upper echelon, but I didn't grow up with that. And so, you know, I don't make the money that my clients do. And so <laughs> I, yeah. I can't, I can't spend the the money. So my house doesn't look like that. So if right. it's going to be what I've made Roman shades for uh-huh. my windows, because there's no way that I can have a workroom make that for me. And, you know, like, it just, just like how you do your know-how, like even in my um, office here, wait, I don't know if you could see. But yep. these are just linen panels. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. Um, but this is from IKEA from like seven, eight years ago. Oh wow! And it's 100% linen. But wow. Yeah. Huh. But I I did the whole like custom hardware and put yep. the rings so it looks uh-huh. more custom. And you know that's right. what, that's what you do too. Like you make things very, you know, hi, oh, high end. So we're gonna move on to. Um, interior decorating yay yes this is your book and i'll put it on the show notes but on the cover is this chair right um almost everything in your whole house you've done yourself a lot of it yeah you made it you've made the textiles you've you've painted furniture Uh uh-huh did you upholster this or did no, you have? No, I did not. My friend Kim Kim Shangyan, Kim's Upholstery, who actually okay. teaches upholstery online, kimupholstery.com or something like that. Okay. No, I I have never upholstered. I've made slip covers, but yeah. um and that was, you know, when you're on a book deadline, you got to really put, pump out the material and I never would have been able to get that done. Well, Plus, I'm looking at this and that, it looks it professionally upholstered. So yeah, yeah, it would not have looked that good. But because I printed all the fabric. You well, did, yes. Because yes, you, yes. made, you made, it's a paisley on the fabric, and it's a large size paisley, yep. which, which is definitely trending now, they, which I love. I love um, the traditional patterns that have been kind of blown up, and so it's a little bit more modern and contemporary. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I, and uh, it's gorgeous. I love the contrast piping, and you've got a different fabric on the seat cushion. Yep. And then the pillow. This is that knitted pillow we were talking about. So right. everybody, go to my show notes. There. Yeah, and they're the afghan. Um, 
And then the little blue thing on the side is a, a napkin that's hand printed. Yes. And hand painted. Uh, you the... painted this table? No, that's oh. from Morocco. I was going to say. <laughs> no, I did not. But um, the, do you see the lamp yes. on the cover? That's a hand painted lampshade. Nice. And I teach how. To... Oh, so all these projects are in the book. Great. And then the, the do you see the wallpaper behind it? Yes. That's all hand painted. Hand painted. Hand painted that's wallpaper. Amazing. And you know, right now I'm working on a project, a design uh, where it's like a renovation of a home high end and um, we're doing a lot of wallpaper and yeah. in the dining room, we're doing this wallpaper. Um, one of them is Trove. That's one of the companies. Okay. And Gracie, Gracie wall coverings, hand, oh, have to look it up. hand painted, like the price of a car to do a room in their wall oh my gosh wow but it is we're doing like this chinoiserie Uh uh-huh branches with Uh like a bird and some Uh leaves but i have to send them elevations of all the walls because they hand paint to the elevation oh my gosh yes it's crazy it's like so detailed and you can you know they have their standard colors of like and they're all neutral of uh-huh. course, of course. Uh-huh. But you can change whatever color you want. You can tell the oh, artist wow. whatever color. But, I mean, it's a process. But it is just exorbitant. And when I see this on your book. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> people can have this in their own home. I mean, this is the same concept. But you're mm-hmm. painting it yourself. And you're right. customizing it to your own walls. So you're doing your own custom work. But you're getting this gorgeous, you know, like high end, just um, result, and yeah. it's beautiful. It just so, takes a little nerve. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm like you're talking to me, sister. <laughs> I love to design it, <laughs> but to actually execute it on painting a wall. So you're challenging me. I. I That's why I have this book. So I am. So have- the instructions to do that pattern and all the templates are in the book. Oh, wow. And, and so let me tell you how that room came about. It yes. was painted the moss green okay. before. Yes, it was and, the background color in this. Right. And okay. so uh, back in the early 2000s, uh, my house was featured in Country Home magazine. Okay. I don't know if you remember that magazine, but it was a great magazine. And it, it, they went out of business, of course, but of course. they're sort of coming back in special issues now. But um, so my house is featured in there. And so they were coming to do the photography. And um, like a week before, I I said, I'm going to paint some wallpaper in here. So a week (laughs) before the photo shoot, I painted that wallpaper because I thought, oh, that's, you know, it'll be really fun and different. And, you know, it'll it'll get me some I don't know, get me something. So some exposure and it, yeah, pop, exposure. It, it, and it pops off, you know, I know that the magazines and even TV shows love color because it, you know, really shows up better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The photography. It's, it's funny, though, you know, I, I open magazines now and it's like everything is beige and it just drives me crazy. Oh, please tell me about it. Oh. The, now, how do you handle that as a decorator? People only want gray and beige. Yeah. And especially in the Midwest here. Yeah. It's terrible. They only want gray. <laughs> oh, God. And you try to push them a little. So the most that I can, you know, and me and this other designer can get them to do is 
pops of color in their pillows and stuff that's not permanent, you know, like, God forbid they put like a a blue on their sofa. Oh my goodness. No, it's got to be camel or gray or beige. And the walls, too. There is this beautiful... Um, I don't know if you're familiar with feral and ball paint, but there's this beautiful, yes, I, I know those this paints. green, really light, like a springish green. And this is for uh-huh. a gathering room, like a little family room off the kitchen. It, and at first she loved it. And, and then like, after she thought about it overnight or whatever, she's like, no, no, can't do it. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh man. I, I just think if people would just bite the bullet, they would like their houses so much more and their lives would be so much happier. Yes. Yeah. No, because color makes you happy. It's, it does. It really does. It just it can change your mood, and I, I I think that's like when I walk into my house, I just feel enveloped like a you know like a cozy wool sweater because of all the colors. Mm-hmm. If it were all white, ugh, you know it would be. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to go home. I love being home. Yes. You know? And I, I, um, I've been out to the East Coast. I, in fact, I lived in Maryland for a while. Uh-huh. And they embrace color much more than we do here in the Midwest. And even hmm. even uh, what I saw in San Francisco, like, you know, even as much as to like paint your front door royal blue or, you know, all that stuff. But, but no, here it's like brown door, black door. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Some people huh. in the city do, though. You'll see some color here uh-huh. and there. But um, just as a, you know, normal thing, they just mm-hmm. uh, are very conservative here. And I think mm-hmm. it's just because maybe some, well, no, that's not true. Because even the high end people who can't afford to redecorate every five years, mm-hmm. <laughs> they still go with the safe colors. They still go with the same beige. So why bother yes. redecorating? You I know. know. In other countries, too, like even Canada, I've got family that lives up there and they use color, too. Hmm. And Toronto and stuff, I've seen Mm -hmm. a lot more color. But Hmm. I don't know. Let's hope that. uh... (laughs) See, that's why I love I wanted to, you know, have you on the podcast, because I want people to really, you know, get exposed to this and know that they can do this in their own homes and not be afraid of it. And I, me included, I've, I've, I've. I'm in this like several year long kitchen renovation, but um, <laughs> I've got this really beautiful aqua color that I want on the walls. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it's been taped up there for the longest time. And even me every now and then I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, maybe. I- <laughs> oh gosh. Now oh, I'm going to wow. do it. I'm definitely yeah. doing it because I love it. And, and, and the house that I live in, you know, like we're, we, I'm in the city. So we've got people like, you know, right within arm's distance of each side of my house. Uh-huh. So it's kind of shaded a little bit. And the kitchen part doesn't have that much light, just the window over the sink. Uh-huh. So that light aqua brightens it up. Even, oh, yeah, totally. Even yeah. in the nighttime. It, mm-hmm. When I look at that sample, I'm like, this is it. This is a color. Because even, right. wh- even whites, they shade in the dark. They become yes. shadowy and, you know, depressing. So <laughs> Yeah, they do. Because they, they sort of turn gray in the dark. They do. Yeah. You know, it's- gray uh-huh. or brown and oh i i should tell people um so uh, the do you know the website house yes h-o-u-z-z yes um my my house was featured on there in september 2012 and that's actually how my book my interior decorating books came about really? so um i my house is photographed by this young girl named ricky snyder she was writing for house and she came and it it went up in September of 2012 and it was great because my house had been featured in 
country home, but that was in magazines and it was in 2004. So I took that opportunity to get the word out about color on the internet. I thought, oh, this is great. I didn't even know what house was. So the, the thing goes up on, on house and you can comment on it. Well, you, for entertainment value, read the comments. <laughs> okay. There's 453 of them, I think, or something <laughs> like that. And people were so crazy about talking about color and that they, they were just terrified of it. I could tell mm-hmm. in this, in this, from these comments, they, people suggested that I was psychotic uh- because of all the colors. <laughs> and, and I was like, this is bizarre. So I called my, my agent, uh, my literary agent, and I told her about it. And she, she was taking an interior decorating class at the local community co- college. Mm-hmm. And so she, the next day she went into to class and she told her professor about it. The professor put the story up onto the wall. You know how they do that now. And they went through every single picture. And she said, they talked about my house for two hours. Wow. And it, yeah, just about how I have everything positioned and the photos and how the colors work together and, you know, how all the different mm-hmm. graphic elements go together. And um, she called me the next day and she said, Kristen, I got to tell you, people were fascinated by by your house and I think you have a book in it. Hmm. So she called the publisher and the publisher came out the next week and in three weeks, I had a book deal to write a book called Crafting a Colorful Home. So that was the first interior decorating mm-hmm. how-to book I did. And then it did really well. And they came back to me and they said, would you want to do another one? And how about doing one on pattern? So then I did the second one. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's how that came about. But, wow, um, that was pretty yeah. cool. And then the house people, the house people couldn't believe, you know, how how crazy people were about my my house. And they keep featuring it. They sent a film crew from California, um, I think in 2015, they started a, a section on their thing called House TV. And so they sent this film crew and they did a, a seven minute film about my family and I in our house. Okay. So you can watch that on House right. and I'll send you the link so you can put it in your show notes. Great. Yes. And, it, you know, it's got a nice little interview with me and my husband and my, my daughter. And there's pictures of sheep and the dogs and all that kind of stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, you never know what's going to happen when, you you know, you put yourself out there. That's true. Yeah. I mean, look at this. this all this stuff really has found you. Because yeah. you, you took the initiative to put it out there. Right. And um, I, this book is wonderful. I mean, I've. I've read through it quickly once, but I'm like definitely going to go back because you give, this is one thing too, that I don't know. And they don't teach Uh this in design school, but Uh like, what kind of paints do you use? How do you, and then I heard you on your Google talk and I, I, I I need to put a link to that on there because you, you kind of go through this book a little bit Uh and (laughs) you sit sit there and talk about, Oh, here, let's look at this bathtub picture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look at that. Just took me oh about an hour. <laughs> to it, did. it did, but hello, Kristen. No, you're no, you no, no. you're an artist. <laughs> I look at this and I'm like, uh, that is not going to take me an hour. <laughs> That's going to take me two days. But still, two days, and you can get something that looks like this. Right. Amazing. Yeah. But I love how you're just like, oh, an afternoon on this table. Oh, I'm like, no. 
seriously, I have to pump out the projects. <laughs> However, when you say, oh, I used, I dipped my finger in the paint and did these lines, and I'm like, that's why, that's why she doesn't spend a ton of time because here I go again with my little perfectionism quirk thing that Uh deters me i'm getting out of it the quilting has helped me get out of it Mm -hmm. and um and this book i'm really looking forward to doing some of this when the weather warms up Um, right some painting projects and just not taking it so seriously Mm -hmm. like dip a finger in the paint to create a pattern right how fun is that i mean yeah make it fun and the stuff that you do look at the walls i mean they're not perfect and i love that organic part about it and what I see in fine interior design this is what they do this is what people pay a ton of money for they pay for these layers of colors and layers of textures and imperfections and making it look like it's you know been there for hundreds of years (laughs) right yeah but you can do it yourself you but you can the yeah. thing is, you gotta, you have to have the nerve you're to do right. it. You're right. You're right. You just have you to gotta do it. You got to get over yourself. You just, as I, as Nike says, just yeah. do it. <laughs> and I love how you said you do not like stenciling because I don't either. Because it always gets underneath, and you it, can, you uh-huh. can tell it's stenciled. But, uh-huh. but this, you yep. said, you said that you take like cardboard, mm-hmm. and and make a template, and you trace mm-hmm. it onto the wall. Right. right? Just I with can, pencil. I can do that. <laughs> you can do that, yeah. And I, I tell people if they're afraid, just get a big, um, you know, the side of a refrigerator box, you know, a piece of cardboard that's in the trash. Yeah. And practice on that. You know, it'll have a little bit of a funny texture, but you'll get over your fear. And if right. you, you know, you put it, then take that piece of cardboard or a piece of foam cord and just lean it against your wall and live with yeah. it and see if you like it. Right, and right. Yeah. It's because it's, that's the other thing too that people don't understand, and I've I've had to ha- do this many many times. Is that even when they're so used to their room being a certain way, and then you put color where there's never been color before, <laughs> and immediately there's this panic. <gasps> I don't really? like it. I don't like it. And then there's like, you got to live with it. Yeah, live, live with, it, with right. it for a week. And then they're like, right. oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, don't they always say to buy a half a yard of fabric and put it on the couch and just look yes. at it for a while and then, yeah. you know, see how you like living with it and how right. the color changes during the day and everything. Right, absolutely. So. And look at this tile you did around the fireplace. Oh, yeah. I, I've been dreaming about doing that. And, I, you know, when you have a book, have to do a book you got to make up the ideas and actually come through with your dreams so those are ceramic tiles that I painted with and I give the instructions in there how to do it and um, I actually I mounted them on uh, something called cement board yeah so I think so, that's what they use in bathrooms cement yes, board it's like the yes. green, green backed paper backed yeah, yeah. so um, my carpenter he cut this shape out for me and then I mounted them on it and I just leaned it up in there and he cut some molding for me and so it's tacked in there with molding. So if the yeah. next person, if we move, they can take it down and it's not, you know, they don't need to have it if they don't want it. So. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even yeah. realize this. Yeah. I, oh, that's so cool. And people, when they get your book, let's say, oh, they, they don't like that much saturation of color. Mm-hmm. Then do less saturated color. Yeah. But, but do something like this, you know, do yeah. these tiles and. 
and do them in maybe just two colors or whatever. I mean, it's yeah. just this book is great. It just gives a wealth of information, ideas. Oh, this. <laughs> There's the pillow. Yeah. There's the, the pillow. pillow with the, the pillow. and that's what I love too. And I've I, I I um there's been a movement in quilting too where people are returning to embellishing with hand quilting parts oh, of their quilts. Nice. Yeah. And um that's why I got into um hand embroidery because when yeah. you embellish quilt blocks with hand embroidery, mm-hmm. it just really gives it so much more dimension and life. And mm-hmm. I love that you do that. Um and that's why I took your class <laughs> yeah and it, it, it adds like a di- uh, you're right it adds a dimension it adds a different texture mm-hmm. and um yeah this is a yeah, table that you took you said you took your finger and went. right yep and it's so cool finger, even the um it's so pretty I think on the base with the with the like the trellis pattern on it mm-hmm. I just did that with my finger too See, that's so amazing. And it looks so good. But you now there is though, let's talk about the color real quick. Because um, that's you're trained in it, you you know, color inside and out. And uh, so for instance, in your living room, people are not going to know how to put these together. <laughs> but I understand how you put them together. Because I know that, you know, complimentary. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and, the uh-huh. Ton- and you use the tonals. And then this right. is analogous to that. So, yep. but, you know, but you explain that in here. So it's nice yes. that you talk yes. about it because that's what scares people. But now if they just need a little bit of a guide and, um, and then they can do it. And I think that you could just have to, oh, look at these little coasters. I mean, come on. Oh, they're cute. Now that's, that's my <laughs> Susani. And I, I took Suzani. a photo, the photo of my Susani and then I printed it out on my laser printer. And I made the little coasters. So creative. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, this book is full of creativity and and just techniques. And, you know, there's that plaid on the lower the plaid, part of the, the wall. Plaid, yeah, my po- pattern on yeah, pattern. I'm going to challenge all my listeners that they need to to, to, <laughs> to, to paint with me this, this spring and summer. I love yeah. these dishes. You do some dishes. Yep. Those are, those are so uh, pretty. like blanks. And then I, you know, I wanted to pick a project I wanted to make things that so there was some harder things but then yeah. things that were really approachable so who can't do polka dots right exactly you know and then by the time you layer more dots into it look at how come you know then you get a pattern like that right you there's you can just it, it's beautiful it was hard to decide what what kind of pat, dot pattern because there's just so yeah. many things you can come up with it's beautiful and then this is this block printed these those are yeah they're stamped okay. and i actually use all the instructions are in there yeah. i use something kids fun foam to print with yeah that's cool it's very accessible and is this the linen that you sell in your shop uh, yeah, it is. Yep. So uh-huh. you sell. So I was thinking about. I'm like, you know what? That's pretty brilliant because you sell this beautifully colored linen, 18 inch square pieces mm-hmm. that could be made into pillows or mm-hmm. napkins. Or napkins. And it's yep. a perfect size, and yeah. it's a nice small project. You know, I I probably might start stamping like with something like this, uh-huh. um, rather than like a huge you know piece of fabric, but. Uh, and they're only $7 for each 18 inch square. So I mean, I want to, yeah, definitely. This is so, so go to her shop and, and, uh, take a look at the linen fabrics too. You've got a really beautiful green and purple. I love too. Oh yeah. I just added (laughs) those are my colors. colors. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Um, this, I could just talk to you forever, Kristen. I mean, (laughs) 
Amazing. So oh, so thank you for amazing. for inviting me because it's uh, it's nice to be on a podcast besides a knitting podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. And your home decorating. I mean, it's just, I love it. And um, it's my podcast is Make and Decorate. So Make and Decorate. Okay. Yes, yes. And I want to encourage, I'm the same way as you, where I want to encourage people to make their home their own and decorate it. And, and they can, they don't, don't, don't go with like the flow of like what's, because what's out there commercially available is the same thing it's right all the same it's, it's yeah because when when we had that financial crash in 2008 before mm-hmm. then there was a lot more variety out there and because oh, com- companies oh. took the risk and they produced uh-huh. a lot of different styles uh-huh. and different color palettes now it's just the one color palette that everybody buys because they mm-hmm. these companies can, don't can't risk building inventory like that but you know I'm like let's just you know make your own stuff make your home full of color and texture and you know you can have I I feel like that's much more beautiful home than the most expensive you know (laughs) high-end whatever home that's all beige yeah it's funny I I'm I'm looking for fabric now for my couch in my uh, tv room because it is shot and so I I went yesterday to Calico Corners uh-huh. because it was around here. And I asked the lady, I said, do you have any, I, I want a ja- like a jacquard, a woven pattern because mm-hmm. it'll be better for the dirt and everything. And um, I said, I'm looking for red. And she looked at me. She said, well, red doesn't sell. <laughs> I know. She said, it's back here in the back. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But I did. I looked around and it was like uh, the whole front of the store. I wasn't interested in anything. No, I know. You know it, yep. was, it was just boring. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there was a there was a couple bits of of OK. And then I went to Joanne's and talk about depressing there, uh, <laughs> you know, for the, for home decorating. Comics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. I know. You know like, oh, that's this why is- this book is so inspiring, because people can make their own textiles. They yeah. can make their own and, and with, you know, a, a, a colorful background and they can create unique patterns. I mean, this Paisley stamp that you did is not that hard, but it looks just no. beautiful. It's got yeah. like pretty little scallops around it. And, you know, just and that's just one color on top of a background right. color fabric. Right. right. And yep. look what it does. It just like elevates it to, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that um, I just used. Uh, it was like a cotton duck fabric. Yeah. So you know, it's very durable and everything, and, right? And right, and not not very expensive. I think it was seven dollars a yard. See, <laughs> perfect. I love it. But yeah. totally durable. This is great. I, I I have to have you back on again because I'm just there's so much. I mean, so much to learn from you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Is there anything, uh, before we go, t- tell me if there's anything that's coming up this year that you want people to know about? Um, um, let's see. So I guess I would suggest that they come in to my website, www.kristinnicholas.com, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll have the thing on the show notes, I will. but it's mm-hmm. K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S.com, and um, sign up for my my email newsletter, you can always yes. unsubscribe and you'll be on there and you'll know about any kind of events that I have coming up. Um, and I don't send, you know, sometimes I send more emails than others, but, mm-hmm. um, 
uh, it depends if I have anything interesting to talk mm-hmm. about, basically. Um, but I like, uh, um, uh, do you like the bottom, my, my end of my email list where I give all the links? Yes. That's what people seem to yes. love that, you know, so I'm always looking for interesting things on the internet. Yes. And they are, yeah. they're unique and some of them are art related yes. and I yes. love it. Yeah. Cause I would never have known about them otherwise. Yeah. And, and, you, and I, I think your newsletters are very impactful because they're not every day and they're not every week. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, and, I, and I, I don't know, I just feel like I'm slowly like becoming part of your family because you talk about what's going on at the farm and you know, with uh-huh. everything going on there. And I just, uh-huh. I love getting those updates. I love it. Oh, good. I'm yeah. glad. I well, and I got to meet you, Stephanie. Yes. So. Oh, I'm so really happy fun. to have met you, Kristen. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really, oh, really you. appreciate you coming on and I'll get everything on the show notes. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. Take care. So that is the show. What an amazing person and artist Kristen Nicholas is. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, Kristen, so much for coming on to the show. Thank you so much for listening. And please remember to hit the subscribe button on wherever you listen to the podcast. And for those of you who listen through iTunes, I would really love a rating and review if you could take the time for that because it really helps boost the podcast. And um, I will talk to you next time. Bye.